Welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Confident Like a Mother. I'm so happy that you're here. Like, really, really, I'm so happy that you're here. Every time you guys tune in, um, I just, I feel so good to know that you guys are hearing my message and that you're connecting with it. And I just love it so much and that you continue to tune in week after week. Like I love when people are messaging me like, oh, I'm just like one week behind or I loved the episode that you did last week. I connected with it so much. So thank you so much for any feedback because of everything that you share with me. You guys are my inspiration. So thank you. Thank you. I'll never stop saying thank you. And also I'm laughing at myself because I just recorded (laughs) this intro Uh, like five minutes ago and my microphone was completely off. So I'm going to try to remember exactly what I said because I was like, ooh, this is flowing. Ooh, this is so good. And then I was like, hmm, why aren't the little lines rising and dropping with the sound of my voice? Oh, it's because the mic is not on. (laughs) Yikes. Well, either way, today we're going to be talking about a really important topic, which is confidence. And with a podcast titled Confident Like a Mother, of course, we could talk about confidence for like 17 episodes and sparse it into a million different directions. And I probably will over time. But I see in my work a lot with women, with moms in particular, that we are struggling with self-confidence and how I get to see women and how I view other women is oftentimes like not how they see themselves. And that's why this is so important for me to bring to light and talk about on this podcast. So if you are a woman that is kind of just feeling like your accomplishments aren't good enough or that other people are just making it look so easy, or perhaps you're struggling with like how you look and how you feel about your body and or your your, um, career position or the things that you have or don't have. And you're just like looking around and constantly comparing yourself to other people, which in turn does not make you feel better. Spoiler alert. More than anything, I hope that this episode really helps you understand the importance of your thoughts and mindset work. Because so often women, we're forcing ourselves to change or to be somebody different or to do our lives differently because we think that it's going to make us better or we think that it's going to make us feel better. So it's like changing your circumstance will make you feel better when that's not always the case. It's oftentimes how we're thinking about ourselves and or the thoughts about our life's circumstance. So when we think that we need to like change ourselves to be happier or change the things that we're doing, changing our habits to feel healthier 
these are great places to start. But if you're looking for real and lasting change in your self-confidence and your belief in yourself, then you got to dig a little deeper, babe. You got to get super curious about the thoughts, the actual deep rooted thoughts that are the real reason as to why you think you need to change something about yourself in order to feel good enough. And it's for these reasons that today I'm going to be talking with you about confidence and maybe where you're making a misstep in your own thinking as it pertains to your level of confidence in yourself. And of course, I will offer strategies as to how to overcome these blocks that you may be hitting and offer you some new thoughts along the way. Let's get started. So oftentimes we think that accomplishments and what other people think of us are what produces our confidence. So for example, if my husband praises me, then I'll feel good about myself. Or if my kids make the honor roll, then I'll feel good about myself. And if I buy my dream home and live in my dream neighborhood, then I'll feel good about myself. If I have the best outfits or the most expensive cars, like then I'll feel good about myself. And therefore I'll just be more confident. But my friends, it is the exact opposite. And it has more to do with the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself than it does from anything external. Hear me out and let me explain. I'll use a personal example. So let's bring the tapes way, way back to about 10 or so years ago. I had a lot of stories and beliefs about myself that I was not special or that I was not smart enough. And I was in graduate school at the time and I looked around at other students, other women, And I believed that they all had something else special about them that was going to make them successful and that I just simply didn't have it. And I was constantly comparing myself to other women in my program and, you know, whether they had successful careers or not, and they were returning back to work and some of them were moms and how was I going to do it all? And at the time I just didn't have enough self-confidence and I thought that I had worked through a lot of those stories or a lot of the the core belief that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't interesting enough. Um, and then fast forward five years and I was a new time mom. And I, those same thoughts continued to show up of feeling really insecure and doubting myself whether I could be a great mom or not. And maybe some of those really stemmed from early childhood where I was where I believed that I was like really selfish and told that I was really selfish often. And although that bodes well for me really now, it didn't when I was a first time mom because I had a lot of fear around being not good enough, that I wasn't going to be a great mom. And so again, thinking that I worked through that core belief that I was good enough, it showed up for me again, let's say like, I don't know, a year or two years ago later with my coaching business. Um, And it was something that, Coaching and helping other women was something that I've been doing for a while, but I would say I was doing it very like low key and like it was like a secret, like I was never proud to share it. I was more so helping write workout plans and meal plans for friends or friends of friends, family members, and I was doing a lot of work for pennies for free even. And this was all because I wasn't yet confident in my work. I wasn't confident to share what I was doing and I was wondering if I was good enough. And in an attempt to like measure myself, I was comparing myself 
to to my mentors or to other women that were doing the same thing that I wanted to do. And maybe it was like my first year coaching, but it was like their 10 or 15th year. And I just had this belief that, you know, for a while that there was just something that was unidentifiable. Like I didn't know what it was, but it was lacking in me. Like I didn't have that thing and that other people would never want to work with me as a coach and therefore I wouldn't be successful. So essentially I had a lot of thoughts and a lot of blocks about my own ability. And I worried a lot about being good enough. And once I thought that I had cleared that all up from years ago and five years before that, I noticed that my old thoughts were showing up like the I'm not good enough or fear about not being good enough. They were still showing up, but they were just showing up in my new circumstances. So whether it was graduate school or becoming a first time mom, like they still showed up, um, but just in my coaching business. So we're starting something really new. And here I am like a year later with... I have a lovely life coach who has my back. I have a group of colleagues who support me and I have past client successes and present clients who are part of this amazing community that I've built. And and looking back on where I came from to where I am now, I'm so proud of I'm so proud of the work that I've done, the mental the mindset shifts that I've created. And of course I could have stayed in those old thoughts of I'm not good enough, but that wasn't where I wanted to be. And I knew that I wanted more. So I knew that I had to like dig down and like really be mindful of the ways in which I was thinking about myself and my life and being able to go after the things that I really, really knew that I wanted, even if I didn't have any past evidence to show that it could be true for me. In this episode, I'll share exactly what it took for me and how you can apply this strategy to your own life. And just like I started the top of this episode with is that I get to talk to and work with so many amazing women that I'm like, oh my gosh, how could she not see how fabulous she is? And sometimes this this might apply to you that just in a season of your life, you're having a hard time digging yourself out of a funk and or maybe you just don't have confidence in a certain area in your life or a certain circumstance, but you're confident in others. And take what you need from this episode or leave it or share it. But in my experience, what I see is that so many women lack self-confidence at like the foundational level. And if I could strip back all the layers, I see it boiling down to this one very thought. You don't believe that you are good enough to get what you want. So you may believe that you're not talented enough, that you're not a good enough mom, or that you're not resourceful enough, that you're not skinny enough, that you're not wealthy enough, that you're not cool enough, that you're not interesting enough, so on and so forth, right? Well, damn, if you're listening, you're like, I can relate to at least like two or seven of everything that you just said. And you're probably wondering, okay, Caitlin, how can I close this gap? Like, how do I get to believe that I am good enough or that I am confident enough. I hear so often women say they're waiting for something to happen until they feel a certain way, right? So for example, um, relying on an external circumstance to create your confidence. Like, well, if I get this raise at work, then I know that I'll feel so much more confident about my place here. Or If I get this new dream home that we've been looking for, then I'll feel so good about like showing off where I live. And when my husband's work schedule gets better, 
then I'll feel better about like work on our relationship. Or when I lose those 10 pounds, then I'll feel confident enough to wear that dress. Or when I get liposuction, then I'll feel confident to go to the beach with you or whatever it is. We think that something outside of ourselves will create the confidence that we are seeking, but it is exactly the opposite. I'm here to say that you have to believe in your ability to feel confident before you do feel confident. Now hear me out. You have to develop the confidence first because I do not believe that past evidence of something is what produces your confidence. Confidence is a belief in yourself that you can create something or that you can achieve something. Confidence comes from a trust in yourself that you are capable of getting exactly what you want. Or at least you can trust in yourself that you're capable of learning more and then like you get to become this person in the process. And it could apply to literally any circumstance in any area of your life. So for example, you could create the confidence that you will run the Boston Marathon or you could create the confidence that you are beautiful. You can create the confidence in your mothering, create the confidence in becoming the freaking president of the United States or the confidence that you will leave your dead end job and start a business that you're so passionate about. Confidence is the belief that you are already in the possession of the qualities that you would need in order to do something or to have something. And maybe you don't know it just yet, but you believe that you have the capability to get there. And this, this is the exact formula, the exact strategy that produces confidence. It comes from your thoughts, not from the liposuction, not from your dream home or the nice car or the promotion at work or any other external thing, it comes from your thoughts. And let me caution you to say this, that let's say you do get the lipo and you do lose the 10 pounds or you do get your dream home and it kind of boosts you for a little bit. But once that newness fades away and your like excitement about it sizzles out, once it becomes normal again, you'll realize in perfect sense that the external accomplishment or the things was not the thing that created your confidence or your happiness because your life circumstances don't create your feelings. Your thoughts do. So here's an example. If in your mind, the deep thought is that I'm not good enough until I lose these 10 pounds and then you lose those 10 pounds, it's not going to change those thoughts. You'll maybe start telling yourself that 10 pounds wasn't good enough and that you need to lose five more pounds in order for you to feel really good. It's just those five more pounds. And that maybe you lost the 10 pounds because it was just luck. But once you lose those five more pounds, that it won't be a fluke and that it'll be real. You're just going to keep those that insecure thought as the base thought if you don't really look at the thought that's driving the feeling, the feeling of insecurity or the feeling of not being good enough. And even if you're looking at evidence that contradicts your actual belief, it won't change your mind. Just like when you go to try to convince somebody else that the way that they're thinking is wrong and the way that you think is right, whether that's political beliefs or who the best sports team is or whatever, even when you believe it, because that is your core and fundamental belief, when you try to explain it to somebody else or give somebody else evidence as to why the way that you are thinking is right and the way that they're thinking is wrong, 
you're never going to change their mind. Most often people aren't like switching political parties and being like, oh yeah, that's totally right, right? It will never change their mind like you think it actually should. So here's a little small baby tangent if you're interested in reading more about this. And you have to check out Adam Grant, who's the author of Think Again. And he uses a really great breakdown as to three different types of people when speaking with others and like suggests that we take on like three different kind of professions when we're speaking to other. It's the preacher, the prosecutor and the politician. It each has its own identity. And when we're in like the role of the preacher, we're giving like pretty much like sermons, like heartfelt lectures as to defend and advocate our own principles. Then we become a prosecutor when we see faults in other people's thinking and we really try to prove them wrong. And then lastly, we become like a politician when we want to be liked or we're seeking the approval of others around us, that's when we become the politician. And he cautions us in like none of those roles are we the person that's like, whether being the politician, the preacher or the prosecutor, we're never looking at our own beliefs and examining them to see if they're true or not. Like we just kind of believe them to be what they are and those are our beliefs and we're not going to look at them any further. And so just like entering into an argument with somebody else and you're trying to change their point of view the same thing happens when you lack self-confidence, yet you're, you're seeking your own self-confidence through those external validations, those things that I mentioned, like the liposuction, the dream home, the raise or whatever. It's like you're trying to dissuade yourself with facts rather than looking at the root cause of your insecurity and trying to change the thoughts around it. And this never works because if you don't change the root thought or the root cause of your, your lack of confidence, it will never truly make a difference in your belief in yourself. So it's like saying right now in the present, I'm not good enough, but in some future condition, maybe I can feel differently. But this never works is because we live in the present moment. And if you're living in the now and not in the future and not changing that root cause or that root thought, this will never work. I feel like we spend so much time thinking of all of the changes and all the improvements that we feel like we need to make in order to be good enough right now. This is, again, another example of us living in the future. Let's use the weight example that I used earlier in this episode about, let's say you want to lose 10 pounds, you finally lose the 10 pounds, and then you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and because you didn't change your root thought or the root cause, which is, I'm not good enough until I lose this weight, like you didn't change that yet, you just happened to move your circumstance, and now you're 10 pounds thinner. You didn't change your thought. You just changed your circumstance. And you're looking in the mirror now and you're like, oh, but I think I still need to lose five more pounds. This is a really good example of, of living in the future. So because you didn't change your actual thinking, you didn't work on your mindset, you just changed circumstances, meaning the circumstance now is that you are 10 pounds lighter but your thought of, your root thought of, I'm not good enough is still there because you haven't worked on your mindset of changing it. So now your goal just moves. So rather than feeling good after you lose 10 pounds, you still don't feel good. And now your goal moves to, oh, maybe I need to lose five more pounds. So when you avoid looking at your thoughts, it will always be that your goal seems to move further and further away instead of being good enough and confident right now 
in this moment. And when we don't address this question in our mindset or in our brain, or even like know to ask this question to ourselves, like how can I create this confidence right now? Instead, it's like looking at yourself right now and thinking I'm not good enough. And you're constantly try striving for like a better condition. And then you know what happens is it just kind of creates more overwhelm and a feeling of stuckness because you're always wanting to be better. And not from like a growth mindset better, it's more of like from a place of judgment. And do you wanna know how you could tell the difference between being in a growth mindset about wanting to be better versus a really judgmental place of wanting to be better? Is because I think that when you're in this growth mindset, you're more curious. You're leaving space open for your growth. It's like an experience of becoming. But when you're in like a judgmental mindset, it's like you're trying to prove your value to yourself with this like force. Like I just need to do this and then I'm going to be confident and then I'm going to be good enough. It feels very different. I think the biggest takeaway that I want you folks to take from today's episode is releasing the attachment. I think what I'm about to say is the absolute most important thing that I will share on this episode. So hear me out. I want everybody to get this message. When we become so attached to changing and focusing on things needing to be different than how they are right now, and when you try to force to change yourself or push yourself into something, rather than trying to change your thinking about it or your mindset, for example, the I'm not good enough thought, you will always feel not good enough if you can't undo that belief or if you can't undo that thought. Because that root thought of I'm not good enough or I'm not confident enough will always be there if you don't work through that thinking pattern and begin to shift your mindset about it. You'll always keep missing the mark because you're constantly moving the target. This is a really powerful example that I hope that you can connect to. If you are someone like me that's constantly consuming positive psychology and personal development, whether that's through reading books or listening to books, podcasts even, if you're in a course or if you are, uh, if you read articles or whatever you consume on social media, if you're constantly taking in that positive psychology and you're telling yourself, I should change, I should be happier, I should be less anxious, I should be less stressed, I should act this way, I should feel this way or do this thing or you know, be less aggravated with my kids. And even if it has the most positive intentions, when you are looking at it from a place of, I'm not good enough as I am and I have to make these changes to be good enough or to be happy enough or to think that I'm a good mom, then this is where you're creating a negative cycle of wanting to change for negative reasons which will never work. It's like you're saying, uh, I need to change all these things about me because I just suck as I am. Again, this is an example of you not believing that you're good enough and that you're trying to think of another thing that you need to change in order to be good enough. And so oftentimes, a lot of what we do as moms is look for that external validation again, because we're constantly looking for someone to just like confirm with us that we are good enough just as we are. And sometimes that external validation, it, it feels good and it can kind of like boost us for a little bit, but think of it as like sugar. It's like when you get a little sugar high, you feel good, but once that sugar metabolizes and it wears off, you still feel shitty again. And oftentimes you feel even worse. So if you're a mom listening to this, you're like, oh gosh, I just, I'm doing, I am doing all these things. I am 
waiting for something else to make me feel good enough. I am waiting to lose those 10 pounds. Or maybe for you, it's I am waiting for my kids to have a better sleep schedule. I sleep through the night before I can start taking care of myself again. Or maybe it's I am waiting to get that promotion at work. So, and then I'll focus on my relationship with my husband. I mean, fill in your own formula here, ladies. But what I want you to understand or get from this episode is creating that confidence is built by knowing that you have the capability of getting exactly what you want right now and that you are good enough right now in this very moment. You don't have to force change anything about yourself. You just have to look at how you're thinking about yourself and the thoughts that you have around your worth and your goodness in the moment right now, not at some point in the future. I want you to know that you have value and worth without having to change a thing about yourself. And I would love for you to have maybe this practice for the next week of noticing yourself, trying to force yourself to change for like a negative motivation. And what you can do is give yourself a little bit of space for acceptance of who you are right now, wherever you are, and not having to change anything about yourself in this very moment. And then watch how things start to open up for you to maybe think differently or maybe open up for a mindset shift. And this will help you move from judgment of yourself and into a place of potential growth. And if you are somebody that is listening and you're like, ah, I have no idea how I'd even begin to let go of the judgments that I have for myself, please hit me up on Instagram. I'm attaching my Instagram always in the show notes. And I would love to talk more about this. And I hope after listening to this episode that you could see yourself as worthy and lovable just as you are while living your life confident like a mother. You just listened to Confident Like a Mother podcast. I hope you found a little nugget of joy or inspiration in this episode. And if so... I would love it if you would share it on your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at Caitlin underscore Norwood. You guys know I love me some Instagram stories. And if we haven't met yet, don't forget to tag me as well so I can give you a big old virtual hug. I am so grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with me today. And I will see you over on Instagram. 